Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Get it on. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm. Today is Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021. This is episode 163, 163. Wow, it is already June. I hope everybody's having a great start to their summer. We're going to keep the energy high and going with a very special interview today. Episode 163 features previous Sherman the Booth guest, King Topher. Now you might remember him as King Arthur, but a new chapter has unfolded in the King story, and we had such a great time catching up on the rebrand and talking about what he's been up to since our last interview. In episode 163, we got it all in. We talked about his new label, Bring the Kingdom. Launched just over a year ago, BTK has seen over 6 million streams on Spotify alone across a slew of incredible releases from artists like Maddow, Monday, Rolov, Kasnowski, The Two Fake Blondes, The King Himself, and so many more. We talked about what it's like working under the Hexagon umbrella, qualifying demos, and future plans for the label. I love what he's doing. We of course talked about his recent King Topher releases. The King has been on fire since our last interview in November 2019, and although 2020 was a tough year to release dance music, he put out some of his most special and profound tracks. Oh yeah, it's probably also worth mentioning that his remix of Daya's Insomnia is almost at 29 million plays. Sheesh! The King and I also had a great conversation on the past, present, and future of house music. King Topher has been in the game for over 20 years and has firsthand seen the impact of house music on a global scale. We talked about how massive artists like Diplo, Alesso, and David Guetta are playing a bigger role now more than ever in paving a clear path for house producers to really make it. Now, Some of you might know, but King Topher and I are actually from the same hometown of Zionsville, Indiana. I've looked up to Topher for years and I can't begin to tell you how much of an inspiration he is for me on so many levels. I genuinely respect him as an artist, label head, member of the music community, and most of all, as a friend. Thank you so much for coming on the show again, and congratulations on becoming a father very soon. I can't wait to play with you side by side in Chicago as soon as possible. Now let's get into it right now so you guys can hear what the king has been up to for yourselves. This is episode 163 with King Topher. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another special episode of Sherman the Booth. We're here with my man Topher Jones, aka King Topher. Topher, you with Hello. the Joe Rogan of house music today? How does that feel? <laughs> Dude, that makes me so happy. <laughs> Joe Rogan of house music. I'm pissed. I didn't think of that name for you. <laughs> it's I, just the best. Seriously, I, when you told me that earlier, I was just cracking up. I genuinely love it. You, you need to make T-shirts. Like it needs to be a thing. <laughs> I'll definitely do that. I got to give yeah. a shout out to my man, More Than Friends out of San Diego, who coined that for me. And ever since he coined me, I think it was maybe like six months ago, I just have been like honing in on that whole entire like 
aura and, and environment and energy. And I'm just having so much more fun with the podcast, man. Since it's I last so had funny. you on too, it's just like, yeah, I feel like we're both in um, a different place, a better place for sure. And on a higher level. And um, it's been the since the world's episode, changed quite a bit since we had our last episode. I had you on episode 92. I think this is, like I said before, 163, 164. I haven't stopped. <laughs> I love it, man. It's amazing. This is what I'm passionate about, man. It's it's a true passion for me, and I'm I'm grateful to have found what I'm most excited about in life at this age. You mm. know what I mean? Some people go their whole life and don't realize what they love the most. Mine is legitimately sitting down and talking to people what they love, and I think that's kind of what Joe Rogan does, right? Yeah, and you ask such good questions, and that's that's the the key to all of that. That's why Joe is so good. He's so good at asking questions mm-hmm. and letting letting the the guests just kind of share what's on their heart or on their mind. And then people find that so fascinating. Yep. You do, you do a great job of that. So keep Thank it up, you. man. Thank you. I appreciate it's good it. to be back. It's it good is. to be back. It's great to have you back. It's great to have you back. Now, last time you were on the show was King Arthur. I want to just open up by talking about this new rebrand <laughs> King Topher. The King is dead. Yeah. Tell us what went into this. It's, an, it's a fresh yeah. sound, a new look. I know there was a lot of things that went on behind the scenes, but what can you tell us about everything that's changed for you? I can share a little bit about yeah. behind the scenes of what happened. But yeah, so definitely, you know, was releasing stuff as King Arthur. I've been doing that for five, six years mm-hmm. and recently rebranded to King Topher. And uh, the new single, Pressure's Out, first official release. It's doing well. But yeah, the... Uh, you know, I can't divulge too much information, but there was a court case that had been going on for quite some time. Jeez. Um, yeah, I can't go into the details. But trademark issues with the name King Arthur. Yep. Um, and we had, my lawyers and I felt we had all the evidence we needed to be okay, but it's very, very, very expensive. Yeah. And, uh, it's just at that point, my lawyers were like, hey, it's going to cost between another fifty dollars to $100,000 to see this thing through. That's on top, of, <laughs> on top of what was already spent. And, yeah. and, and I was just sitting there going, well, the whole world's been shut down for a year. The music industry's been shut down for a year. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's this insane amount of momentum with the King Arthur stuff where I've got to just keep with this. Like we're in the right. middle of a hot single or anything like that. Right. And so I was like, you know what? Let's adjust the name slightly to, you know, something else and went through a process of a few different names. And then I was like, no, King Topher sounds the best. It's just a really simple switch, same syllables, all same amount of letters, all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, I mean, Arthur, Arthur was my middle name. Topher is my first name. So it works. And as far as SEO stuff, there are no other King Tophers that exist. So instead of going on Google and typing in King Arthur music and <laughs> there's movies and commercials and yeah, TV shows yeah, yeah. and all this stuff. It's just me. So yep. That's it's awesome. made that a lot easier and crazy how things happen. But just since the name change, there's just been all this momentum that's kind of come out of nowhere and things are picking up. And mm-hmm. like I was sharing with you earlier, the diary mix getting between 70, 80,000 plays a day. Yep. Kind of out of nowhere. But this is all happened after the name change astral works picking up pressure um you know in in talks with some other 
super established, awesome labels about putting out some really cool club records, which yep. you know who that is. We can't chat about this yet because nothing's finalized, but it's super encouraging. And it's like, oh, all this has come about, you know, after the name change. So it's interesting. You think, oh, this is going to be really frustrating and exhausting. Yep. And I mean, the whole process was very exhausting. Uh, sure. I don't wish a court case upon anybody, yeah. but uh, definitely coming out of this, I think in a, in a better place and learned a ton and a lot of exciting stuff coming. And, yeah, you know, a big thing was we talked to Spotify and they were like, look, we'll switch everything over in a day. We'll just make everything say King Topher instead of King Arthur. Yeah, and we, you're not going to miss a beat. All your followers, everything will stay. So once we had that, it was like, okay, cool. We're, we're fine. Let's make this adjustment. And yeah. so we did. And now it's King Topher. I mean, I'm sure there was so much frustration and long nights and, and extended conversations, but it was just great to see Spotify, Instagram, all of your hard work. I don't want to say go to waste because there's always the brand yeah. and the music that you put out there, but for it to be seamless, just happy to see it worked out for you. Yeah, it was a, it was a big a big part of why we did it and we did it so quickly. I mean, yeah. this was, has happened, like once the decision was made, bam, 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 like we were yeah. rolling stuff and it was switching <laughs> and within a couple of weeks it had all yeah. come over. Um, yeah, but what a wild, I mean, someday <laughs> down the road, I'll do like a tell-all story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you still but, got another chapter to unfold. Yeah, but we're too, too busy to worry about that stuff right now. Got, yes. Got to keep building the kingdom, man. It's not yeah, going man. away. Speaking of the kingdom, when I had you on last, you had only you were only able to just tease that you were starting a label. It was like the tiniest tease ever. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, can I get a little more than that? And now it's only been about a year and a half since then. And bring the kingdom. I just got to take one second to acknowledge you for how incredible it's been to see you launch that. See the success. See the platform you've given to up and coming artists. See the music you've released, how you've released it front to back, man. And, and shout out to Dustin as well. You guys just run a very professional um, operation and it's great to see. It's such an awesome label. Bring the kingdom, man. Tell us about it. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, this has been a dream of mine for years to have a record label. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, we were talking earlier, I've been DJing for 21 years now. Yep. I'm not even that old, but when you, when you DJ that long, DJs are just are, are live A&Rs. That's what we, we are in, in some way mm -hmm. where you're, you're looking at what's going on in the, the room, you're yep. reading, you're finding out what about the song is really getting a reaction and then going and taking people on this journey. And, and so I love the, I love the process of just listening to records and, and refining them and bringing them together. And Hey, what if we did this and put this with that? And just kind of dreaming and coming up with all sorts of crazy ideas for, for songs and, and then, you know, I, in, 20, in 2019, I was like, I'm going to start a label. Uh, you know, let's go forward. And I talked to Don and they had, Hexagon had just left spinning. Yeah. And so they were, he was on his own and they were trying to get everything set up. And because we had, you know, talked about potentially having like me having a house label under Hexagon and it just wasn't the right time. Yeah. And so then at AD in 2019, I was having meetings, getting everything kind of set up and then at the this Sunday of ADE Don was like hey man we're good to go on everything now like, let's do the label and I was like okay after I've had all the other meetings <laughs> let's do this and so we said awesome and 
and they they're like, can you send over like a proposal, a business plan, like what you're thinking, you know, direction, some songs. And I had I had just been acting that whole year, like I'm gonna have a label. And so I had all of this sent it over to them. They're like, whoa, this is a really, really impressive. Yeah. Like everything's there. Love how thorough it is. Let's do mm-hmm. this. And then a couple months later, we put out the first record. And yeah, it did well. Went top 20 on on Beatport, top 15 Beatport House. It was really cool to see Bring the Kingdom next to like Defected and Crosstown Rebels and these other yep. you know, great, great house labels. Um, yeah, and then it's been, you know, first it was a release every three weeks and then we, it was doing well. So we moved up to two weeks and now I can release a release every week if I want to, <laughs> yeah. um, because it's, it's been going so well. And it's been cool to give some new and upcoming artists, you know, a place to release music and get it out there. And, yep. um, yeah, just kind of grow, you grow their career and the label and, now there's like a core group of four or five guys that really make up like the main core group of the label. And we do tons of songwriting together and production sessions and always working together on stuff. And, and mm-hmm. um, so it's been cool. It's developed this little family and yeah, now we're, we're doing it and we're, you know, over a year into this thing and it feels like we're just getting started in some ways because definitely almost the whole time while the label was releasing music, clubs were closed, which yep. is so weird. To so be like, oh weird. yeah, we make house music and <laughs> no one has shows. <laughs> I mean, that just goes to show how special the music is that you guys are releasing. And in just a year, you've had over 5 million total streams, five Kingdom for the Club compilations, a variety of styles and artists. And we got to give a shout out to some of these. Matt Al, I yeah. want to hear about Monday. Isn't he 15 yeah. years old? He just turned 16. Just yeah. turned 16. This guy has collabed yeah. with you. He's put out some awesome remixes. Yeah. He met you when he was 13, right? Yeah. At a show in Redding, California. I played. This oh, all so that's ages. where he's based in Redding? Yeah. So I, I played this all ages event and he, he was just kind of standing in the back of the room. He's a really tall kid. <laughs> and, and he had this. 13. Yeah, R.I.P. Avicii sweatshirt on. I was like, oh, I'm wow. going to go talk to this kid. He's just standing there. He came out to this event. You know, most of the other people were older than that. Sure. And, and he was just smiling. And I just walked up. and was like, hey, man, so cool that you're here. You know, tell me about yourself. And he was like, oh, my gosh, I'm a huge fan. You know, I make music now. And I was like, awesome. Like, please send me some. This would be so cool to hear your music. Yeah. And, and so he did. And it was really good ideas, really terrible production at first. Right. And I mean, he was 13. I had, I had no expectations of anything. <laughs> and he, and he was sending me a lot of this kind of like Martin Garrixy EDM big room right. type stuff. And cause right. he loved that, you know, most, you know, early teenager kids are like energy. Let's just rage. Yeah, of course. Biggest drop possible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and then it was right before the pandemic. I was like, Hey man, just try making some house music. Like, you have melodically, your ideas are always super strong, mm-hmm. but try making some really cool house stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like a month later, you would start to send me stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is really, really good. Wow. And I was like, this is almost like a, a totally different artist. The production's so much better. And he's grown so much. And, and so we came up with the name Monday for him. His last name is Munz. Mm-hmm. And so Monday was like, it's such a good name. And yeah. And so then we put out, two singles he did a remix of i found you and then 
we, he and I did pressure together. So he's wow. awesome. He's the sweetest kid too. Yeah. He's like the happiest, most innocent 16 year old kid you'll ever meet. Yeah. And he's just the best. He's a joy to watch on social media too. And it's just like, <laughs> it's so funny. Like, you know, we're, we're older than him and I'm just like, oh, yeah, kid is just, he's purely passionate about music yep. and it just seems like that's his life. And it's just, yeah. it's amazing to see you. I mean, let's just say you gave him a chance, right. And he mm. followed up. He, he continued to work harder and get better and better. And now he's in a position to really build a long, beautiful, I think, fun career. I think he's going to be, he's going to have a very, very big career. It's awesome. Well, that's, yeah. that's amazing of you to do yeah. that. Also, we got to give a shout out to Kel Kevin Alexander. He's one of the OGs. Yeah. That guy's a great producer, man. He's got a record coming out. Uh, not this week, next week. It is just the, is it next week? No, two or no, it's, uh, it's in a couple weeks or no, it's next month. Sorry. I keep getting, <laughs> it's May 17th um, right now. <laughs> yeah. It's next month. Let me check. The, let, me, let me double check the release schedule. <laughs> Yeah, June June eleventh. It's called Born to Sway, and yeah. it is it is the it is just a swaggy, awesome house record that we've had for a long time. Mm -hmm. And we were like, we're not putting this out until shows are coming back yeah. because it's like every every house DJ should be playing this record, and it's awesome. Um, he is so so good in the studio, you know. And we've got a couple other records that we're working on and. He's he's awesome. And he's another person who is just the most amazing dude as well. Yeah. He's just the most like gentle like person and he's just so hopeful and he's awesome. And he's just a savant in the studio. So oh man. A lot more music coming from him this year as well. That's awesome. You're the same way, man. I'm sure you guys make a great team. Oh, also, you. um, I want to give a shout out to the two fake blondes. Um yeah. they are awesome. They're pretty entertaining on social media as well. <laughs> They're the cutest couple. They I, are. They are. They're like a like, TV show. <laughs> it's the thing is, is like they're like that in real life. They're just oh. so fun and adorable and sweet yeah. and like laughing all the time. And uh, <laughs> they're just amazing people. And <laughs> I just think they're very. I love watching their social media stuff. Yeah, it's like I've never seen like a, a married couple in house music. That, Not like them. And they just have so much fun and like they're hilarious and they're always smiling. Great. They're just yeah. are always smiling and they always make my day and their energy is, is incredible too. I mean, they're these hilarious. teams are running through. That's the thing about bring the kingdom that I think is, is so awesome. Topher is like you have, you run a very detailed, clean operation, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But you said you're bringing the kingdom, you're building the kingdom, yeah. right? These are all people that are joining the family. And I think that's what's so cool about your label. It's not just like a, for lack of a better term, for clout. You know what I mean? Like mm. everybody who signs on the label, you clearly get to know as a person. They fit in and it's just more than the music with you and your label. And I think that's really special. Yeah, there's definitely, um, I mean, I don't know, like maybe someday I'll share like everything, but there's definitely certain things that if, if you're going to be like, involved in the label as far as like like in in yeah Not like you can release on the label and, and and that's totally fine anyone can do that right but as far as like the core group people there are certain things where like everyone involved in that circle like has these certain characteristics and these certain things mm -hmm. that i just i'm like i i want it to be a really special group of people and it's really special family and yeah 
and there just has to be a certain level of, I don't know, maturity and depth and uh, just the way you, you look at the world and you go about life because mm-hmm. I've, and I've been in the music industry for a long time. And yep. it's like, I'm actually at the point where if I'm going to be working with you closely, like, I want to enjoy you as a person. Yep. You know, and every now and then you have to have just those business relationships and that's fine. Yeah. But as far as me and my label and what I'm doing, if you're going to be, if I'm going to be investing a bunch of time into you and these releases, like I, I want to love you as a person and I want you to feel the same way towards us. Yeah. And if that's not there, then that's totally cool. Like we can still release your music, but I think you miss out on a lot of things that could be there if it's just music and business. Yep. I, you know, I with, with, totally with people, with people like Monday and Roars and Kevin and Maddow, mm-hmm. I think I invest more time in them as people than I do in their music. Yeah. Which and ultimately helps them with their music. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Because if, if I can, if I can help them come alive as a person, yeah, the creativity that comes out of them is going to be that much better. Totally. And, and so that's kind of the focus of how we do things where I think in a lot of instances, the world's like, no, just, what, do whatever that's going to create the best records or the hottest names or whatever. And that's fine, but that's just not where we're at as a label with what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's definitely like a heart that's behind everything. And uh, I think that's why these, these people have felt so at home and wanted like, Oh, I want to do more like this and, and release all the records on BTK. So it's been yeah. fun. Yeah. And we were talking before we went live, the older you get, the life better seems to become. And I think one of the reasons is you stop worrying about the little stuff and you want to surround yourself with people who love you like you love them and mm. are passionate about the same thing. You know, sometimes the circle gets smaller. It doesn't have, it doesn't have to be that small, but right. I believe to a certain extent, people are a product of their environment, who they surround themselves mm. with and what energy kind of flows through the room, whether it's during a pandemic and I, I mean, I don't want to say that I've left friends behind, so to speak, like they'll always be my friends, but who I spend my time with, where my energy goes to, that's what I worry about. That's the only thing I'm concerned yeah. about. You know what I mean? No, th- yeah. We, things are changing. You know, the world is not the world we're going back to. Yep. Like, it, it's not what it, like what it was before is not what we're going back to. And, and in that, and in just in this time of people have been spending more and more time by themselves and processing yep you know, just their own stuff of where they're at professionally, where they're living, friendships, yeah. community, yep. all these things, you know, it, it, it definitely changes you and you have different perspectives and different priorities. And mm-hmm. I think everyone feels that way. And it's not like you don't care about those people anymore, but yeah. it, we're in a different season of life now than we were a year and a half ago. I and like that. That's, you know, things change and that's okay. This is a season we've never experienced before, so that's why. No, we have not. <laughs> we, have, we, are not we are not very experienced in this one. <laughs> no, we're not. Amazing. Amazing. So again, just to, just to tell you again how much I love Bring the Kingdom and what you're doing. Thank you. Mad Thank respect. you, man. Good music. Appreciate and it. Shout out to all the artists it. on there. We got to talk about some of your music, though. Yeah. Because um, you released a lot of incredible tracks, some amazing remixes, some great collaborations. Um, I want to talk first about your relationship with Loki because you released Down With Me, which is like, talk about a club track. Talk about a festival track. Bro, it killed me. <laughs> that came out the I week know, after I'm everything sorry. shut down. I'm getting it the frustrating part out first. <laughs> it killed me. 
And it's it sucks because you guys are coming off that release of Friday, which yeah. did super well. You were showing me Mala was playing it, Garrix was playing it, all the big yeah. guys were playing it. But hearing Loki's music and your music, it's just so awesome when you hear two different styles of producers come together and create this fusion. Yeah. And you guys like elevated what energetic music can be. How did you guys meet? What's your relationship? Where's where's he based? He's based in Vancouver. Okay. And so he used to be part of a group called Project 46. Oh, yeah. Yes. And so when Big Room EDM was all the craze, we ended up playing, like, we ended up just kind of being in the same cities, and they would come to Chicago. Yeah. I'd come and hang out with them and just became friends with, uh, with Thomas, who's Loki, and then Ryan, mm-hmm. who is the other guy who now manages Cascade. Wow. Uh, yeah. Got to know them, just kept in touch. And they're just, they're really nice guys. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Thomas or Loki and I, we'd all keep in touch and send ideas back and forth and all sorts of things. And uh, he's just an amazingly talented producer. He's he's really like honed in on his craft. His production's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and so I had started this little idea, that baseline and kind of some of the groove. And then I sent him the stems and it turned, and then he he did that whole massive build, that second drop, the boom. <laughs> That, he did that and then you know i'd come with a little vocal hook and we just went back and forth and turned it into what it is and it's just it's a uh, when i had a show when i played an indie in january i played that record and i was like dang it can we re-release this somehow or something like it it like it just it killed me and like that record and then a couple madow records i'm like why were there no shows during these like yeah Maddow's potion Oh. You know, that record got played by everybody. That's a hit. And I, I played it, I had a show like three days before this whole thing went crazy. Mm-hmm. I played in Barcelona and I played that record. And I was like, this song is going to be huge. <laughs> I, just, I played it and I was, and, you can and tell. No, one, no one in the club had heard that record before. Right. And I just was like, this is nuts. <sighs> and, and then it came out and it did well on 1001 track list. Like when, I think it was like top five every dj was playing it yeah i'm like this would have been like one of those records of the summer type songs if, yep it'll come if, back around it had been happened yeah if there have been shows the the lyrics are so awesome too i think i sent you a video i played it and you know i was creating gigs for myself doing these recorded sets and yeah. i did an indiana bass house set you know what i mean <laughs> i was just like i'm setting up my cdjs in my friend's <laughs> backyard and we're gonna go yeah. as hard as we can and I literally was like playing music in the backyard. And I was like, oh, this track is amazing. So we, yeah. we got to make sure that recycles again in the festival circuit. I think once things are open, I might do some sort of EP of like, I don't know what I'll think the name will be, but like Miss During the Pandemic. Or like, <laughs> you know, like, like you call it, call it like the, like the, the Corona EP or something. And yeah. All of like the bombs that we put out while there were no shows. Yeah. Put them out again and see what happens. Yeah. Nevertheless, good music always finds a way. Dude, let me, let me open up the windows real quick. It's really yeah. dark in here. Let me yeah. brighten it real fast. Go ahead. Helps with some of the lighting. I there you go. You look, you look good. Yeah. I love that sweater, by the way. Thank too. you. Thank you. And the black um, crown too. So swag. Yeah. The black crown with the name change. It was like, we're going from gold to black. 
I Let's love go. it. I love Let's it. Let's go. So yeah, <laughs> had this bad boy made and uh, yeah, it looks super fresh. It does. Yeah. You, you actually look like you like evolved almost now that I'm looking at you. <laughs> you did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it just had to do some s- subtle changes with the name change, like branding wise, what can we do? Well, the picture What's... with the gold stripes over your face, I was like, yeah. wow, this is what I'm I, talking about. Yeah. That, that press pick's pretty sweet. Um, pretty sweet. Yeah. What's funny is that was taken with the gold crown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, because they were going to be, you know, King Arthur press photos. Um, and then once everything changed, I was like, well, I'm having a black crown made. Like, let's just Photoshop the, the crown black. So yep. And so we did. Nice. There we go. Yeah. And then uh, it, it looks good with the black crown in that photo. So like supermodels change their bodies on Photoshop. Yeah. Just Photoshop. I just changed the color of my crown, you know. <laughs> Photoshop guilty. You're a humble guy. We got a humble guy here on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so shout out to Loki, Down With Me and Friday, great tracks. Um, Now, this one is probably one of my favorite tracks from you, Never Let You Down, uh, Mm. with Danny. How do I say her last name? Danny Miche. Miche. Beautiful voice, powerful track. A true composition. Like, this is a composition, man. Like, we've got crescendo vibes. We've got build-up, breakdown. It's just like this pure energy to it. And I think that sometimes is what missing a lot from house music today is like, you can get catchy vocals, you can get mm. cool hooks and a, and a good drop or whatever. And those are great songs too. But with tracks like this, there's something more, there's meaning to it. Yeah. I mean, this is a song that uh, wrote it one, uh, almost like a year before it came out. Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of songwriting. It's not yeah. just producing dance records or like, you know, club records, yeah. do a bunch of songwriting. And this was one that, you know, we had written and I did it with my friend Rory or Roars, who released on the label, mm-hmm. wrote this song in 20, summer of 2019. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I just love writing songs and being able to, I love hooks. I love just good, catchy songs and everything. And wrote this one uh went through multiple different variations of what it sounded like production wise and then settled on this one i felt it just worked well and yeah and we we went with it and it 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 did all right you know it it was also one that came out during the pandemic so you you don't know like what it could have been and sure but it's still it's super catchy it's one of those songs i'll it'll randomly come on i'm like man this makes me want to smile it gets stuck in my head like it's one of those songs where like you'll listen to it a month later i'm like oh well no no, no." i'm like what what, was that singing was that like playing in target or something (laughs) you know like why is it in my head (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's good and yeah i love that record it's it was kind of the first big vocal record we put out on the label yeah for sure uh, which was which was cool I love that. And, and that's another reason why BTK is so special too. It's like, you, you, you never, you know, you're going to get good music and that's, that's yeah. why it's so consistent, but within the, the styles of what you guys release, that's what I meant earlier. It's just like, I don't know, you, you keep us entertained. You keep me entertained. Mm. Thank you. Absolutely. So what about, I found you. Let's get a quick taste of King Topher. I found you with Quezzy. Took a chance It was snowing outside When I asked you to dance You took my hand And held it tight Had no idea We'd be sharing this life I didn't know 
this one is a special track to you. It's about yes. how you and your wife met, right? Did you it is. did you songwrite this? Who who was involved? It was uh with Quezzy? 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 Can't say yeah, anything. Qua- <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, Quezzy. Um, so I wrote it with Quezzy. So I had produced, I had had the ooh, I had chopped up a different vocal from a different song and turned mm-hmm. that into that. And basically had like the gist of the record and had my buddy Sparky come in and play like a live bass on it as far as the bass line. Oh. And he has all this awesome analog gear. So I've swapped out some of the pads for more analog sounds. And then uh, wrote the vocal with Quasi and then a guy named Danny Olson. And it's a song about how I met my wife. And it's almost 100% accurate. The only thing that's not accurate is uh, 6 a.m. missed my flight. Like we met in Fort Wayne, Indiana. <laughs> so I and I didn't miss my flight back. To yeah. <laughs> but, it, it, but like rhyming wise, that was and story wise, it worked. So that's the only thing we changed. Yeah. But everything else is real. Like it was snowing. She was wearing a red dress. Like we hung out all weekend. Had no idea. We were just friends. It was really fun. Um, and no idea that you know later on we'd get married and all sorts of stuff yeah but yeah it's it's a cool record i love that one because it's it's got so many elements of what i love about music it's got a bit of that organic feel with bass guitar and some of the analog yeah um it's groovy but also like you want to just kind of put your hands in the air and smile along and yes uh, i love that record it's authentic to me it's like windows down beautiful day Mm. out on the highway you're with yep. the person you love, whatever it might be. And um, that just song puts you puts you in a mental space wherever you are. So I really like it, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a great one. So one thing that you do really well and have always done really well is, is remix songs. And your Tublo Sadder, Batter, Cooler remix yep. is a primo example of <laughs> how talented of a producer you are, man. Like, and in case you haven't heard this one, let's quickly check out the King Topher remix of Tableau's Sadder Batter Cooler. Every time you, you've done a lot of remixes in the past, and, and you mentioned uh, Dia's Insomnia, which we'll talk about in a second. We're not really sure why it's doing well, but it's because it's good music. <laughs> yeah. But you've done tons of remixes in the past from a producer standpoint and have a lot of young producers that always ask when you're making an original or a remix, where do you start? For you with remixes, do you have a template or how do you go about that? It just changes every time? Yeah, every single time with a remix. Um, really yeah because you know like doing a, a remix for bastille is totally different than for dia which is totally different than Janelle monet like yeah because the original song is, is going to influence so heavily how the remix turns out because the vocal is going to have a certain feel right a certain i don't know just just feel about it it's, mm-hmm. is it swaggy is it emotional is it sassy is it 
whatever. Yeah. So, you know, every remix tends to be very different with how it started. Mm-hmm. And um, I, yeah, I don't have like a set. This is how I do it. And I go and I just throw a bunch of ideas and, you know, usually start with the vocal and then, you know, put a, some basic percussion and then a bass line, just to get a feel of, okay, what's this going to groove? What's the groove going to feel like? How can right. you build from there? And then kind of build it out from there. But every one of them has been so different. Like the Bastille remix was a totally different process. Yeah. Because it was all, um, I chopped up all these old, like kind of like disco samples and almost like a Daft Punk where it's like just sampled and choppy on the drop and then pitched the vocal in all sorts of ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah, it, it's it's never there's never any consistent like this is how i do remixes yeah so i guess that's the way my songwriting is too like it's never like i start with this every single time it's never like that for me it's no rhyme or reason for you whatever whatever you're feeling yeah i just yeah because different songs come about in different ways like you yeah you know know, especially with the remixes you hear the vocals and you and i just i'm in my head i'm dreaming about some ideas i could imagine the vocal sounded really good with this or with that or i could do mm-hmm. this um and then try and get that idea out on the computer maybe that's why your remixes are so special because you don't play the play by the rules of what a usual remixer is which is just like all right it was in this bpm this key let me do this let me do that you know like a traditional house remix mm. yours all have their own story too so that makes a lot of sense actually yeah yeah and, and it's i mean it's done well for me yeah um, i mean i think just with I think on, on major labels, every remix I've done has well over a million, if not like three or four million streams, except the Toe Blow one, because that one was more recent. Right. Um, you know, but like the Daya one, you know, we're, I don't know, maybe it's at 29 million by now. I don't know. Probably just, since we started talking. It just, yeah, just <laughs> it's flying for some reason that I don't know why all of a sudden, you know, now it's getting 70 to 80,000 plays a day. Yeah. And it came out two years ago. I, I don't know. And I did that remix in like two and a half hours. <laughs> oh, that's the best. Just sat down, like I put like a, a minute and a half sketch, send it back to Interscope. Is this a direction you guys like? Holy crap. This is amazing. <laughs> Finish this right now. Okay, here we go. And that was that. That's amazing. That doesn't yeah. happen every time too for any producers out there. No, it not. doesn't. <laughs> That's very cool, though. Yeah. Speaking of not understanding why songs work on Spotify, I mean, I could say it again and again with you. Good music always finds a way. But Sax in the City with Dot in Life, this one's got 1.2 million, makes up for about a fifth of all Bring the Kingdom plays. It's an insanely creative and cool track. It's done well in so many different markets. I want to hear about this one because it's just like this unique sound. And it sounds like you had a lot of fun with it, too. Let's have some fun ourselves. This is King Topher and Dot in Life, Sacks in the City.
Yeah, it was. So these Dot and Life, it's two guys, two young guys from Italy. And they, you know, sent me a bunch of demos. And there was this one that had this really, this vocal that was repeating over and over and over again. And then it had this bass line and then had this sax sample. And I was like, this vocal is like, I was just like, the vocal is really annoying. But yeah. Like there's some other gold in here that I was like, hey, send me the stems. Let me mess around with this. I feel like I could turn this into something that could be actually really, really cool and really catchy because mm-hmm. I love, I love this like A and R side of things. And then, yeah. so they sent over these stems and I like took out about like half of the song, really stripped it down, resequenced everything, changed a bunch of different things. And then like it turned into what it is. And <laughs> I mean, it's just like, I mean, there's nothing like super crazy about it, but it was a lot of just like refining and chiseling things down and not overproducing a record. You know, I was like, this hook is so good. This needs to just be the hook and the baseline and, and the percussion. And then how do we just sequence the record where it works and, you know, isn't too repetitive, but is repetitive enough where it's like annoyingly catchy and gets stuck in your head. And so yeah. <laughs> it turned into, it turned into what it is. And, uh, you know, from day one, this one on Spotify yep. went in some amazing playlists, you know, operator housework, you know, crate diggers, I think one or two others. And, mm-hmm. and when you get stuff like that day one, you go, okay, odds are this yep. one's going to roll for a while. And now I think it's, you know, it was in dance party, which is a really big playlist. Yeah. Um, and it's, and so I think now like it's, it's done so well in the algorithm, it's going to keep getting at least between five and 10,000 plays a day, just cause yeah. it just, has gotten to that point and um yeah man like it's one that i've only been able to play out once it came out in october (laughs) you know so i'm excited to play this record out a bunch yes when when everything starts happening again most definitely shout out to the dot in life guys it it really is it's a fun track it's i don't know it's just everything about it i like the energy of it's cool they have a lot more music coming out on the label as well oh yeah 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 we got a whole nother ep with them that's coming out later this year. And so we're in the process of lining up the singles and which order. Um, but yeah, man, they, they make some sick music. Yes, they do. That's great to hear. Everybody's got to go follow those guys. Amazing. Yes. So we mentioned this in the beginning. First official release is King Topher. Pressure with Monday yep. featuring Mal. Did I get that one right, Mal? Yeah. Okay, all right, I got one. I think it's Mal or Mayo. I mean... <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure Mayo? it's Mayo. Yeah, I mean, Mayo, why not? <laughs> I, mean, like hey, mayo? I mean, everyone loves Mayo. In the Netherlands, we all eat it with our French fries now. So, yeah, I was about to say, you know? Mayo, yeah. <laughs> Wherever you're listening from, yeah. whatever works for you. Yeah, just do your thing. Let's do our thing right now. This is King Topher and Monday featuring Mao. Pressure. No self-control, that's how I feel. Pressure, 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 pressure
it's this one. This one's cool uh, because Mao, she wrote this vocal with these other two amazing writers, these two girls called Husky and Pug, mm-hmm. and they're all from uh, Sweden, and was sent this playlist of top lines. Hey, you interested in any of these? And I actually was looking for the next Monday top line that we top line for Monday. Mm-hmm. So I sent him this playlist, and I was like, Hey, check out this one. You know, it was it was called like I think it's called Save a Little Love or mm-hmm. like a little love or something. I and mean, it's something with like it was just like super hopeful, really happy. Like Josh is fifteen, like it's this really optimistic, like fun, youthful top line. Yeah. And I was like, you know, check this out. Maybe like he's like, oh man, I love this top line. This is awesome. Go back to them. Oh, sorry, it's already taken now. And and I was like, oh, that's a shame. And, and Josh was like, which top line did you want me to listen to? I was like, I think it was something like love something. And he was like, oh, I've just been listening to this one called Pressure. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. And I was like, oh, this top line. So I went back. I was like, you know, can we get pressure for, for Monday? And they're like, look, we're not going to give this song to anybody that, uh, unless they have a million monthly listeners on Spotify. And so I said, okay, well, I will get involved with the record. I'll produce it. It'll be collaboration with myself and Monday. We'll yep. produce it uh, and we'll make it a jam. And wow. so then um, they sent over the, the vocal. I sent it to, to Monday and was like, hey, just go to town. I'm interested to hear just I have some ideas. I want you to just throw some ideas down and then we'll come back and we'll pick through the ideas and kind of go from there. And so there was this other vert that we went through like six or seven versions before we got to the one that we have now. <clears throat> and we had we kind of went one with one that Josh he came up with this idea and it had like this kind of bouncy, techie, almost like an Oliver Heldensy type baseline thing. Right, right, it was right. Cool. Yeah. It was cool. Um, and then and so we finished that and then, you know, we tried a few other things and I was like, oh, that one's still the strongest. And then one day I was laying in bed and I was just in my gut. I was like, I don't feel like this is right yet. Like I need to make something that has more commercial appeal because this vocal is so, so good. Yeah. And so went in the next day and made the drop that that's on there now and then refined it over the next like week or two. Mm-hmm. And you know, Josh and I finished it up and it is what it is. And then gonna, was going to put it out. And my buddy works at Astral Works and I just, he wanted to hear all the new King Tober stuff. And he was like, what is this record? Yeah. <laughs> Can I send this to our a I said, yes. Sent it over to them and they said they want to pick it up. And so we went with them. You know, they licensed it from Bring the Kingdom mm-hmm. and it's doing really well on radio, um, which is, this is my first kind of real attempt at getting you know some love on dance radio in america at least yeah and doing way better on radio than we expected and and especially in america and germany get some love in the uk um a lot of other countries as well but it's been really cool to see how quickly radio has seemed to kind of latch on to this one yeah Um, because i was not expecting that i was expecting more of a spotify story that would turn into radio it seems to be the other way around right now <laughs> uh, and that's fine because yeah. radio radio is hard to uh it's hard to get to yeah. uh, it's hard it's hard it's, it's hard to get on and so um i'll take it you know we're, yeah. we're building the story with the record we're you know we're a little over two weeks in and it's chugging along um i try to, I have to keep 
reminding myself, like, try not to get too far ahead of, hey, we're still only two weeks into this thing. Because you're right. like, I want New Music Friday worldwide. I want yeah, this. And yeah. like, you want to hit from day one. And it's like, yeah, right. that's not how it happens. Got to stay level-headed. Yeah. You know, even like Medusa, it was eight weeks before they got any editorial playlists on Spotify. That on is their true. first record. That's crazy, isn't it? And now they're... Eight weeks. And it's, and, you know, and, and, and now it's huge. Like, even like a topic, you know, he had that huge, the AS7 record, that, you know, Works did these records. And, you know, my yeah. buddy was like, and that one took three to four months before it had any real heat. You know, and it was like this, Jeez. like it wasn't getting any love. Right. And then all of a sudden it clicked like three months in. And I was like, geez, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. But yeah. That's how it happens. You know, so you, you have to, and then just like with the diary mix, like the diary mix has always been doing well, but this is crazy about Spotify is at any moment it could just tick over and really go. Some market could pick it up or whatever it might be. And it's unpredictable. Yep. It's a great great record congratulations on the rebrand completing with this first release thank you everything's going to plan so to speak but uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean somewhat yeah yeah hey i'm I'm gonna knock on some real wood here so yeah (laughs) it's gotta be real (laughs) i love it awesome man and and again you you mentioned a few times but your your dia's insomnia uh remix 28 million plays i mean it's just incredible like that's a that's a lot of plays What do you think? Should we see why it might be getting a lot of plays? Let's quickly check out King Topher's remix of Daya's Insomnia. it's getting over a half million a week right now um Jeez. which is it's just crazy all over week. is there one part of the world that's saying i absolutely love this or is it spread pretty evenly i mean it's just everywhere i mean it's done really well in scandinavia nice it's getting added to these playlists up there but um i mean it just it just is rolling i don't I don't understand it. You know, there's some tiktok out there that you don't know <laughs> maybe like, maybe <laughs> i probably should go look and see but it just keeps getting added to these plays. And, you know, I mean, it was getting, you know, 20 to 40,000 plays a day, which is really healthy, especially because yeah. it was two years ago. Right. And then all of a sudden it's 50 and then it's 60 and 70 and it's 80. And it's like, okay, well, this is great. Like, let's, let's you know, roll on, do your thing. Yeah. No play is a bad, is a bad play. So, yep. um, yeah, it's crazy. And it definitely helps because anytime, you know, any upcoming remix fees, it's like, well, 
<laughs> I think we can get a little bit more money because look what we've got going on over here. <laughs> there you go. Now you've got some yeah. leverage, some serious yeah. leverage. Amazing. Some incredible releases under your belt. And I believe, and I've said this for a long time, you're in a position where you've got it all. You've got this great foundation, Topher, and you've mm. got all this incredible music. And I think it's just a matter of like the axis is crossing in terms of popularity yeah. and festival, especially in the American market. I think we both know America is a little bit behind in, in terms of electronic trends, um, mm. depending, especially so much is involved with social media and content. But what I'm seeing and what we talk about all the time is the rise of house as a popular trend in America becoming more commercial. Artists like Chris Lake, Sonny Federa, Fisher, Lane 8, Green Velvet, Nora and Pure, they're bigger than ever, right? Like those are all pretty big artists, but we're seeing these people get tours, uh, multiple dates in big cities, going to smaller cities in Kansas and Iowa and Georgia, you know, not the typical New York, Chicago, LA. Yeah. And I just wanted to kind of get your perspective on why you think that is. Well, I mean, dance music in America is, it's quite a bit different than over here in Europe. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, dubstep just in bass music doesn't really exist over here. And it is, <laughs> it is so massive in the States. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like our generation's version of rock and roll. You it's know, true, yeah. I mean, you've got artists like Elenium and Nightmare and Slander and they're selling out just tens of thousands of tickets. Like it's nuts. Yeah. They're hard ticket you know? sales. I mean, like it, it's crazy. And then yeah. like, I've never, like, you, they maybe play Tomorrowland and a couple other festivals in Europe and that's it. Yep. And, but in the States, like there, there are just so many markets, Yeah. you know, I mean, that's the thing that is like, you can just tour United States alone and you will make a very amazing living because yeah. there's so many markets you can go yeah. play in. And I think the post EDM boom, you know, tends to become, well, people got into dance music. Yeah. And, and then, you know, it's like, cool, well, let's dig a little bit deeper. And then they're finding house music and mm -hmm. they're finding this other stuff that, you know, tends to, you know, be a bit groovier, not as in your face energetic. And yeah, I mean, you see, you see this in cycles too, because I've been DJing for long enough where like, you know, minimal techno was huge yeah. for a couple of years. Like when it was all like the bleeps and bloops and like a, you know, <laughs> a hi hat and like a, you know, a wood block. And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like it just, it, it's, it, it will, I'm sure stuff like that will get huge again too. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of really good music that's out there. And I think that that makes it possible is that at the end of the day, there's a lot of really good music mm -hmm. from a lot of really talented artists mm -hmm. that are, making great stuff and, and, you know, touring and putting it out there. And I think, you know, the U S just has, uh, I mean, dance music was founded there yep. in a lot of what, I mean, techno and house come from the U S I'm from the Midwest, baby. Let's go. People forget I mean, that a lot. I know. And, and, and so there, there is like a history there. Um, and I think as just the world becomes a bit more electronic, dependent with computers and iPhones and everything on the internet. Yep. I'm not surprised that more electronic sounding music has become more, right. more popular as well. Right. Uh, so I think that's part of it as well. But I think, yeah. you know, the States are coming back faster than anyone right now in the world with, with shows. True. And it's going to, it's going to bear fruit in a really good way uh, with 
it's going to be exciting. People will come over. A lot of cool stuff's going to happen. A lot of innovation. You know, I don't know what's going to happen over here in Europe this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it keeps changing. They say Tomorrowland's going to happen, which would be awesome. Yeah. But it's not for sure. Whereas in the States, it's like, oh, we know this is happening. We're already yeah. doing festivals. We're already doing club shows. Yep. Um, so I think the U.S. is really going to take the torch, at least as far as from a live perspective. Like they're kind of carrying the torch right now as far as getting the industry back and going forward. And I think it's going to lead to a lot of exciting innovation. Yep. I totally agree. Well said on all fronts from like a, from a consumer perspective, what I think about a lot is that EDM boom 10, 15 years ago, right? Like there was a generation that came up with that. Like I talk about this all the time, cap slap and blow and win and woo and DJs like that. You, you were right in the midst of all that. You could go on a, a tour of the U S on SoundCloud remixes and bootlegs. People just wanted that energy. But we all kind of grew up and, and got out of college and out of kind of the post-college party phase. We still love the music, but we can't headbang for three days anymore. We can't go to the club for seven yeah. hours. Yeah. I want to go and enjoy the music. And with house music and tech house and minimal and stuff, right? Like I could go to a three-day festival. That's house music because yeah. I'm not jumping up and down the whole time. Yeah. I could go to a day party that's house music that's from 12 o'clock to 7 o'clock or whatever, yeah. right? So the, the love has always been there. It's almost just like those trends, the rhythm and dubstep and trap, like they're still there, but house has always gone like this. And now that's why I meant by this axis. It's like yeah. your music and your style of music has always been going like this and getting better and better. And now I think we're at a breaking point in the U.S. The fact that those types of artists, international artists do so well here, like Nora and Pure, she, she could get booked. I mean, of course, she's an insanely talented person, but I don't know. It's just, it's cool to see. And when you look at Chicago festivals or their booking, I don't know if you heard about this new festival called ARC. You were telling me about this. Yeah. So they dropped this lineup. You should check it out. It's like people that have never DJed in Chicago that are like, like Luciano, you know, like techno legends. Right. And like the Martinez brothers and they're bringing in Medusa and they're bringing in, Eric Prids is playing all three of his aliases. Like he's doing Serez D back to back bear. He's doing a pride to after show. It's like all of this stuff because there's huge demand right now for it. Yeah. Huge demand. Like North coast I'm playing that used to have a little more jam band type vibe. You know what I mean? It was like summer's last stand. That is yeah. an all electronic music festival now. And I think it just goes to show Lollapalooza has made a huge shift with their electronic uh, acts as well so it's an interesting time and I think what's been good and bad about it I don't know if you're going to agree with me when you have artists like David Guetta and Alesso and I, I love these guys they are inspirations of mine they start putting out house David Guetta starts playing tech house on the main stage at Ultra um, you got people like Tiesto who has always done a great job of playing house music after hours which I know you've released on as sure. well do you think when these big artists come in and also Chami and Mala who have done a great job with taking some of the commercialism and, and taking it underground, do you think it's a good thing that artists like that share that music? Does it saturate the elitist culture of house music too much or is it a good thing because it does give it a bigger platform? Yeah. I never worry too much about like the elitist stuff or <laughs> things like that. I, I'm more of like, I think those guys, 
they invite so many more people into that that world of house music agree then can become fans of me and other artists that aren't near don't have near the reach that those guys do so i'm and like i don't think anyone can say anything negative about david Guetta as an artist no. or producer he's been around for ever yeah and all he does for like 30 years is just made hit records so like <laughs> if you have a problem with him like you need to check yourself <laughs> you know like he's done everything like yeah he, he just he just he he's got that Midas touch whether it's really cool jackback stuff that he yeah. puts out on defected you're like dang that's sick so or, sick or it's like the next big pop hit with Nicki minaj like he just knows how to make amazing records yeah uh, but even people like diplo like he he's all on the house train like yep. i don't think it's bad um i never get upset about that stuff you I need agree. big people in your genre to champion music and to get stuff out there i mean i was when i bike at the gym i watch a lot of live sets yep. and i tend to i tend to watch more like energetic stuff just because i'm you know wanting to get out right now but like Absolutely. you know I, I watched the swedish house mafia their last set at ultra in 2013 and watched it a couple times like back to back you know over that week and i was like man they were so big where anyone who released on their label like just one song or not on, on either on axtone on size or yeah on yeah YouTube, yeah right they if you released one record there it would go top 10 probably number one on beatport yeah you'd probably start playing the main stage at some festivals <laughs> and you could tour for six months just off that one release <laughs> so true and, and, like i just keep wondering when are we going to get back to that world where, like we have like real tastemakers that can shift the whole thing because i i don't think we have that right now i think we've got a lot of people kind of operating in silos which is fine yeah but i keep wondering when are we going to have the superstars who can like drag up the next generation yeah and give them a platform because one of the things that I found frustrating before the pandemic was every lineup on every festival is kind of the same. Yeah. It's the same headliners. It's the same stuff over and over and over. And you know, those people burned really good slots. Yeah. But I'm sitting here going, how have we not had anyone new and exciting kind of break through and like bring new fresh stuff. And I guess like Medusa's coming through. I don't know if they're considered a headliner yet. They've been in the game too. They're, I mean, yeah, they, they, they're not young, new guys. They've been doing stuff for a long time under different names. Right. But it's like, what are these new acts going to be? I mean, the last real true headliner to break through was Marshmallow, which was four, four or five years ago. Like when you really yeah. started coming through yeah. and it's crazy. It's like, you know, with, and so, but he, he really came through because Skrillex really championed him. Yeah. And so this is where I think having these huge people in, the genres you know championing that style of music is never a bad thing because it gives you know if if david Guetta played strictly tech house yeah at tomorrowland this year and he plays one of your records that you produce you're definitely taking that video and you're posting it everywhere <laughs> saying look at sixty thousand people going nuts to my song yeah and david Guetta was playing it and you're never upset about it so you need those people yeah. that can help create some of those moments mm-hmm. um and so yeah, I don't know. I did, I I and I think big guys like they've earned the right to kind of do whatever they want, whether yeah, like who am I to tell them what to do? Yeah, that's you know, they, that's, that's my problem too. I went to you know, Movement is one of the most well known house yeah. and techno festivals where uh, techno was born, Detroit, 
And one, a couple of years ago, Diplo played and he got a lot of hate, right? Yeah. Like I was following this on Twitter. And of course, Twitter is another world. Twitter is not the real world. And I <laughs> Twitter really is not the real world. People, people need to stop like looking at, honestly, like I could, we should have like another conversation about this. Yeah. <laughs> but Twitter like is the, it's, it's a terrible barometer of reality. It's negative energy only there. Oh, it's blood suckers, soul oh suckers. God, if you've got time, if you have enough time to go in there and complain about everything, yeah, like you, you, I really feel sorry for you. <laughs> I'm serious. I agree. It's bad, but you know what? Like there's the whole EDM Twitter out there. It's called, and a lot of people were coming at him and he just came out and said, you know what? First off, I already <laughs> played this festival before about four years ago. So everybody chill. Yeah. Second off, what do you think? What do you think I'm coming here to do? You don't think I respect Detroit. You don't think that I know the history I saw his set, Topher. It was top three best sets of the weekend. I'm not surprised. He's an amazing DJ. He's an amazing DJ. And you said bringing people up. Like, I think that ceiling for so long was because House wasn't as popular. So once Chami and Mala broke through and then Diplo started seeing that in Alesso, like those guys all like they're ingrained in House, especially like David Guetta and Alesso and the Swedish House Mafia guys. They all started on House and Techno, right? So they've always loved it. But when it comes down to somebody like Diplo saying, all right, like house the thing, let's go. I'm going to start this higher ground music label. I'm going to give opportunities to people like Born Dirty. I'm going to blow Walker and Royce up. I'm going to release this track with Sidepiece, who's uh, nitty gritty and party mm -hmm. favor. And nitty gritty and party favor Sidepiece is an amazing thing to me because they're doing it because they think it's going to last. Like they're not sure the music they yeah. make, the sets they play individually are going to be things that they can leave their mark on. That's why I love doing this podcast because all I want to do is like make an impact. And I think that's yeah. why we get along so well is because we're in this just to make a positive difference. Mm. And when you finally get people like Diplo and Alesso and David Guetta, like I'm saying, giving an opportunity saying, I'm breaking that ceiling, yeah. come up with us, everybody's going to win. And that's the new attitude I see as house gets more popular, as bigger up and comers play, you know, Lee Foss, repopulate Mars, of course, Chicago legend. This guy's given opportunities left and right to talented producers who do deserve those spots. So I, I see that a lot more now. That's why I wanted to ask you, because I think you have a really interesting perspective on it. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, yeah, people, I don't know. I, I just think in the world right now, people overanalyze and over critique. And like quit trying to rob the fun out of everything and let people <laughs> go. If Diplo feels, if, if Diplo feels like playing house music, like awesome, like go to town. Yeah. And if heck, if Skrillex, if Skrillex just wants to make a banging, you know, house album, like awesome, like do your he thing. Could. Like, I mean, he, he does like, he just make everything he touches is amazing. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like I, I, I also just find it weird why people, you know, like, Oh, you can only make this type of music. It's like if nightmare, and Elenium, we're like, hey, we really want to make some really cool techno music. Mm -hmm. You should go make some really cool techno music. And you should put it out if, it's, yes. if, if you love it. Because why not? Like, we're here to create and we're here to share these amazing songs and ideas and things that we have to mm -hmm. hopefully impact people and get people to dance and, and bring joy and mm -hmm. excitement to people's lives that, I don't know, I just... I also just maybe because I'm older, like I just don't care enough about like the drama to even like worry about it. Um, yep. 
I, I, but I love, I love seeing people like Lee and Diplo and other guys giving, using their platform to help bring up the next generation. I think that's super cool. Yeah, it's kind and of. I mean, a, my, my platform is not nearly the level of those guys, but that's what but I'm trying to bring the kingdom as well. It's like, yeah. hey, if you're talented and we love what you're doing and we love you as a person, like, let's go. Let's see what we can make happen here. Yep, I, I totally agree. And um, I actually know a lot of, uh, some of the best tech house producers I know are formerly dubstep producers who love metal music. And man, do these guys know low-end frequencies. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like, I'd love if Elenium and Nightmare collaborated with Dubfire and said, let's make a techno track. Like, yeah. where's that uncharted territory that we haven't explored upon yet? Because I don't know. It's just like, let's say, screw the rules. We're, we're yeah. making up our own game here. And that's when it's fun. Yeah, I agree. I think, especially after just what the whole world's gone through, like, let's just try it. Why not? Yeah, What, absolutely. Do, what do we have to lose? Like, what do yes. we have to lose at this point? <laughs> We got nothing to lose, everything to gain. Nothing. Everybody went to rock bottom together for the first yeah, time let's, ever. Let's just let's just try new stuff. Like I think we could see a new renaissance happen, like a renaissance 2.0, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 it's gonna come with taking creative risks and putting stuff out there and seeing what can happen. And Absolutely. so I'm I'm gonna be the last person that's gonna try and put limitations on what people should and shouldn't do because I don't want the world to miss out on something that could have been awesome because I told somebody don't do that. That's that a bad idea. Right. You're an idiot. Like I'm not going to be that person. Like, yep. Let them figure that out on themselves. That I I'm sure a lot of people are going to find that inspiring coming from you. So I appreciate you sharing like that. Yep. Speaking of the future, what's next for King Topher? When, what can you tell us? We have, I have a remix coming out on Friday. Okay. Um, as a remix I did over a year ago, but it didn't get released <laughs> because of the pandemic. <laughs> so that, that comes out on Friday. Uh, but the big thing is June 4th, friends remixes coming out <laughs> let's go yes yeah so i just during the whole pandemic i'm like this vocal was meant for now i yep. just want to hang out with friends dance all night do it again yep and so um we've got a mad out remix and a dot in life remix coming out on june Woo! 4th and they're so good Yes. Oh, I get like, I just get pumped thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then June 25th, you've heard the song Loco is coming out. Yes. So, yes, finally. Uh, yeah. So that one's coming out. And yeah, man, that's what's next as far as releases. Um, working on tons of music. I mean, there's so much stuff. Yeah. You've heard a lot of the stuff the world hasn't heard yet, but mm-hmm. can start dripping this stuff out finally. Uh, writing a bunch of new stuff that from scratch. Um, I mean, move back to the states in October. That'll yeah. be really fun. You know, get to become a dad here in a couple months. Congratulations! Thank you. So that's exciting, and yeah, a lot of big changes. You know, I feel like everything's it's going to be a whole new chapter. There's the name change. There's becoming a dad. There's removing to California. <laughs> it's um, a lot all at once. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a year of a lot of change, but I'm super excited for what's ahead. I think it's going to be, the, I think the best is yet to come. I love that outlook and attitude. I totally yeah. agree. And you already know, as soon as we can get you back to Chicago, let's do going it man. down or I'm going to set up like two or three shows, man, as many as we can get in. I, I'm all about, we'll just do like a, we'll do, you know what we should do at some point? Mm. Uh, I thought of this and I, why 
there hasn't been a DJ that hasn't done this yet. And I, I mean, I'm going to share this idea so someone might steal it, but that's okay. <laughs> I've always wanted to do like a Chicago marathon, like DJ week where like there's the marathon on the Sunday, but like you maybe play like spy bar on Wednesday and then play sound bar on Thursday. And then yeah. play. I don't, I don't know what vision is anymore. What What's vision now? What's it called? Mm. is it tau is it yeah yeah oh yeah oh yeah it was castle yeah it used to be Cal- yeah but so yeah, that's like, kind of like the next like bigger one maybe like it's prism on friday then play like the aragon on on saturday it's like it's, you, you build like, up and up and up yeah you play like every day it's like a marathon week starting you know minimal, start start, up, yeah. start start super small like really yeah. fun house party feel and then just get bigger and then the you know the race is on sunday so i'm like maybe someday we can pull this off <laughs> That's but no, I would I would love to get back to Chicago and, and play some jams and I think that was my no it was no I played in Indianapolis in January, which I love Indianapolis for doing shows in January. Yes, <laughs> shout out shout out to Zion from Indiana, Indianapolis baby. Z-Bill, what up? We all, we never we'll never forget where we came from, man. That's, That's right. The rough streets of Zionsville, baby. The rough streets of Zionsville. Speaking of rough streets, <laughs> shout out to Ben Jones, real estate agent. If you guys are looking for a new home. <laughs> Oh, he's no, cleaned Zion, up the Zion, streets of Zionsville, ladies and gentlemen. Zionsville is not rough at all. <laughs> it was a it was a great place to grow up, yes, and it was. Uh, it's cool. I love. I just love one. I just love you as a person, but two, it's so fun that we we grew up in the same hometown. Yeah, here we are. You know, just going after cool stuff in the dance music world, and just seeing uh, seeing things happen. It's amazing. Yeah, man, I'm excited for our, our near and long term future together, and. I, I I mean it when I say like I have so much love and respect for you and you're a huge inspiration and it's just great to be back here with you from episode 92 to 162 or wherever we're at now. It's crazy, man. We're never stopping, Topher. We're never stopping. Bro, we gotta we gotta make this a more regular thing. Like every few months, like we'll I'm down. Get back on and do it and chat. I mean, who doesn't want to talk to the Joe Rogan house music more often? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> I know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm changing it in my phone, bro. Joe Rogan house music. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> in the notes, I'm going to put Matt Sherman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> company. Yeah, yeah company. <laughs> I love it, bro. I love it. Yeah, you definitely need merch. I'll buy one of those. It needs to be like your face. Yeah. And then just like the, the Joe Rogan of house music. I'm going to start working love- on that ASAP. I will 100% rock a shirt like that. We've got a buyer here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. (laughs) I'll I'll promote it and everything. Let's do this. More passionate about these shirts than your own label. I love it. Yeah, I mean, forget Bring the Kingdom. It's all about the Joe Rogan house music right now. (laughs) It's what's working. Oh, I love oh, it. I well, love thank it. you so much for making some time. I'll say hello to Chicago for you. Yes, and um, for me. I'll be in touch with you soon, but um, safe travels with everything you're doing and best of luck to you. But, um, you know, it's just it's just awesome to connect with you again, my friend. Awesome, dude. I, I love chatting with you. We always have great conversations. I love our, our DM conversations. Yes. As well. Like, it's just fun. You're, you're an amazing dude who um, we need more voices like you who, who just can talk about all the cool stuff going on and, you know, help facilitate conversation. I think conversation is totally lacking in in uh, in the world right now and so i love that you're just interviewing people giving them a platform and a place to share what's going on it's amazing and you're a great dude so it's super easy to root for you man that means so much man it really does thank you a little bit of acknowledgement goes a long way and i hope everybody else there enjoys the podcast as much as we do so thank you
Awesome, bro. Hell yeah. Say hello to Amsterdam for me too. Maybe some Gypsy King. I could go for Gypsy King right now. You still got that there? I mean, everything's still closed as far as eating inside. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, you can eat outside. So, yeah, I mean, for a while, everything was closed, closed. But yeah, I mean, it's been it's been pretty brutal. Um, <laughs> oh. We we can have a we can have a COVID restriction conversation. <laughs> we could do a Pacers and Colts podcast. Yeah, we do a yeah. music podcast. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do we'll do all sorts of things. I'm sure a lot of people in the music industry would not go along with my opinions about the COVID restrictions, <laughs> and that's okay. You got <laughs> to have conflict, to, though. Yeah, I mean, good publicity. I mean, I don't know though. I feel like some people like about this are like a little bit too on edge, where they're like, "Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll try and cancel him." He thinks that. Oh, people should people people can make powerful choices for themselves. Like the cancel oh, culture. Like <laughs> now we're having to cancel cancel culture. Like what world do we live in? <laughs> uh, but yes, the, the chips are coming back, man. I'm gonna go get some. You know, at some point when Chipsy King opens up around the around the corner, and definitely eat my mayonnaise. <clears throat> it's so good. I tell you what, the states needs to get on board with us. Not like Miracle Whip, like. Yeah. Proper mayo and fries. Yep. It is legit the best thing. It's not Hellman's mayonnaise out there. I know that. No, it's like, oh, mm. it's so good. So Amazing. Good. Amazing, so. brother. Awesome, bro. <laughs> Tell- Love it. Thanks for having me. And I'm sure we will talk very soon. Yeah, probably like today. Text you later. Yeah, we'll, we'll, probably, we'll probably like DM <laughs> later for sure. <laughs> All right, my guy. Have a good one. Thank <laughs> Have you. Have a good one, man.